The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. While there are a few exceptions in FM world, um, most of the time we're a supporting actor, right? We're not taking the lead role. We're kind of like the sideshow in the, in the circus. Um, within this industry, uh, one thing that I'd say is that because we're in that servant role, it doesn't necessarily mean that we take a leadership or we take a, a backseat to leadership. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Now, welcome back to another one of our amazing live events sponsored by ProFMI. These guys are bringing the level of education up on this show to, uh, I couldn't even imagine how it was going to be, but we've had a lot of shows already uh, this year with them, and I'm excited to talk about our next guest. Now, we love talking about leadership on this show. Um, Our culture is based on serving others and being a servant leader, and I will tell you, I'm excited to be able to bring on Randy Olson again from Pro FMI, but also Mark Bodenschatz, because Mark has been an FM for so many years and has so much to offer. He's currently at Penn State. He's been there for many, many years. And talk about a challenge uh, being an FM at an institution that large. So he had some amazing insight about culture and leadership at 360 uh, and leading from anywhere uh, you are. And I was so excited to get his take on it. And Randy is just amazing. He has some great stuff to bring to the table on leadership too. And these guys have a great module of leadership in their ProFMI certification. So you guys got to check that out and be sure you click on the links below to check out our sponsor. But also, you do not want to miss this episode because Mark is on point the whole way through this thing. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? Sean Blackett. FM Evolution, and we are continuing our live series with Pro FM and Randy Olson. Randy, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you today? I'm doing excellent as always. I'm so excited to continue doing a series with you. And today I'm excited because, uh, you know, not only are we doing a live series, we're doing a great leadership piece uh, with Mark Bodenschatz. Hey, buddy, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. 
awesome to have you. And uh, I'm excited to talk about leadership because leadership in FM, as you guys know, is, is critical. Uh, the position is responsible for working with so many different people uh, from operations to uh, IT to you name it. And they need to have very strong leadership skills. And I'm so excited to have Mark on because Mark, obviously you've been doing this for a long time, but you know, for people who don't know uh, a, a little bit about you, if you could tell us, that would be great. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark. Sure. I'm the director of Penn State Facilities Engineering Institute, and we're an outreach of the College of Engineering. We perform support to facility managers, mostly within the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, but throughout the United States. I've been uh, an architectural engineer for about 35 years. I've spent about 30 of those years at Penn State, a lot of them doing directly facility management related work. So I worked 16 and a half years for the Office of Physical Plant. Then I was an associate athletic director for Penn State. And now I'm director of FEI. Exactly. That is, I mean, it kind of says it all. <laughs> you got some leadership skills in there. Of all that experience, you, you uh, I'm sure there's so many stories we can talk about today. I'm excited to hear from you. Uh, and then Randy, just a quick recap on Pro FMI for people who don't know yet. Yeah, and, and thanks, Sean. And, and you know, the topic today is centered around leadership. And I want to make sure we take this opportunity to thank you, uh, Sean, for your leadership in this in this industry uh, through this podcast and all all the things you guys do at your organization there to you know really elevate and have positive impact on the profession, which really leads to um, you know kind of our true north objective here at ProFMI. Uh, we we put together this comprehensive, relevant, current program uh, to have positive impact and to elevate elevate the profession. And if you think about FM today, um, you know, largely, you know, traditionally it was and historically really around technical skills, but that's really, um, especially over the past twelve months, has really changed in the the importance or those soft skills around communication and collaboration and innovation. And, and what we're going to talk about today, leadership are so critical. Our program does a great job of addressing that and helping folks fill in those knowledge and skill gaps where needed uh, to become better leaders in their organization and really drive them towards critical thinking skills to go out and gather more information uh, to become effective leaders for their organization to take them from where they are today as a, as a department and, and transform them, but transform the entire organization and get people back in the office or support them where they're working today. If you think about FM, um, it's not just within the four walls. You know, we have people working everywhere and, you know, you could probably define this more effectively as workplace and in being able to extend that workplace to wherever people need to work and, and move that organization forward. So super excited for the session today. Um, we are excited to be a sponsor of the FM Evolution. Again, Sean, thank you for your leadership. And we've got one of the best of the best, uh, Mark, on here today to talk about this and uh, excited to move forward. Gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, I, I love being able to have this podcast on to be able to meet new people and, 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 and give um, you know, good topics and content and tools to the FM community. And so this is what it's all about. I couldn't say it better myself, um, how much uh, leadership is important for FM. Um, in leadership, we run into uh, a lot of different topics and a lot of different challenges. 
And I know 4FM is working between departments and working with different uh, uh, management levels. There are a lot of times politics involved. And I know we all run into this. So I wanted to kind of go through this. Um, I know this is a bit of an uncomfortable place for FM sometimes, uh, you know, it, but it's important that we all kind of embrace this role in FM and really get to um, the leadership portion of this and, and kind of dig into the politics and stuff. So, Mark, I was actually hoping you could talk to me a little bit about the politics involved in FM. Sure, absolutely. So, while there are a few exceptions in FM world, um, most of the time we're a supporting actor, right? We're not taking the lead role. We're kind of like the sideshow in the in the circus. Um, within this industry, uh, one thing that I'd say is that because we're in that servant role, it doesn't necessarily mean that we take a leadership or we take a, a backseat to leadership. Um, this isn't all about servitude and, and, and things like that. We can be, as an FM organization, really state-of-the-art in the way that we operate and lead. Um, even though we're supporting and maybe not in main functions of, uh, of sales and things like that, we certainly can, uh, can, can grow to become significant leaders. Um, one thing that I'd say is that when you're looking at politics, and particularly when you're new to an organization, you need to really think about and learn and study the organization to determine who are the decision makers, who are the people that hold power, um, and who are the folks that actually influence the, the decision makers as well. Because sometimes one level below the decision makers, there are people in that rank that are heavily tapped for their in- input. And um, learning and, and knowing those folks is important. I think just learning the general organization and the values around that also helps you with the politics, understanding what are important to the organization and trying to align your organization with the overall organization's values and, and so forth. Um, I think it obviously is important to have interpersonal skills and to be able to connect with people in a relationship type mode, um, get to know people from all levels and learn the organization that way as well. I think all of that helps to work to build credibility. Um, I think as you have successes in the organization, you build trust. And I think trust is a, is an essential part of all of this. Gosh, that's I think that's, it, uh, thank you, Mark. That's such great uh, advice and good observation, especially when it comes to culture and the personal skills, the soft skills needed in this position you know, it's one of those things, especially for young FMs, they really have to learn to listen and come in and be open to learning uh, from old dogs like us guys, you know. And so, it, it, but it's important. Uh, and a lot of uh, younger FMs will come in and, and if they're not used to working in this environment, uh, coming guns blazing. A lot of times that can create some ripples, that's for sure. Um, so Randy, I don't know if you have any, I'd love to hear your, your input on this as well. Yeah, I think, I think Mark did a great job of, of talking to that, but, um, I think when we look at, especially the last 12 months in, in the, the built environment in the workplace, uh, the speed of change has been rapid while it's some days it feels like we're going nowhere <laughs> every day there, there's a lot of change and that sort of exasperates the politics in some cases, that speed of change. And you end up getting in in camps. Um, the true leader can can bridge the gap and have a foot on both islands and bring people uh, back together and move them forward. So I think you know in some cases, while change is exciting, 
and changes, you know, makes the outlook bright for facility management. In some case that it, cases that exasperates politics. And again, back to that effective communication and providing innovative solutions. It's really important to facil- for the facility manager to lead everybody through that and be effective at communicating and, and providing solutions to move the organization forward. Yeah, exactly. I love this. It's such a good topic today. Such a good topic. Uh, so, you know, for me, I'm, I'm always learning about leadership and uh, I'm going through John Maxwell right now certification and, and for John Maxwell, he'll say leadership is influence period. And I get that. I'm like, it's a great point. Um, but there are good and there's bad leaders and then how they influence the culture of the team is, is critical in my opinion. Um, but I, out of all the years that you guys have been in this industry, do you have any, uh, do you have any examples? <laughs> Mark, anything, anything you can tell us about how good and bad leaders can influence their team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can think of some times where good leaders have influenced me in a really positive way and where I've been able to learn and, uh, and, and grow in my leadership skills just in observing those that are good. Do the same with folks that are bad leaders, you know, those that don't take responsibility or hold other people accountable for decisions that they might have made. You know, you observe both the good and bad and you kind of form your own leadership based on those those skills. Um, you know, I can think of a couple of times you mentioned about being young and and uh, and maybe don't have the leadership skills. I can think of a time as a young engineer where I went head to head with a dean. <laughs> I was uh-huh. new to the university. Um, the dean wanted something specific and it wasn't the right solution for him. And uh, I explained why and, and basically with the support of my bosses, told him, no, he couldn't have what he wanted. And uh, I remember being called up to the ABP's office, the associate vice president who I worked for, um, although I was probably four or five levels below him <laughs> um, because he had gotten a call from the dean. And I just think about the way that that AVP responded to it. Uh, he could have been coming in with guns blazes as I walked into his room. He was a former military officer. and uh, But it, at the end of the day, what he did was he asked me about specifics. He asked me why I, I did what I did. And ultimately, he backed me up. And uh, that was a great example of leadership. I can think of another AVP who, um, after Norm passed away, came in and uh, he just took a serious interest in me um, beyond just the professional world. He, you know, he was interested in what, what my family was like, what were, where were we going for vacation and things like that. And one thing that I've carried on from his leadership, I remember in meetings uh, after I became a director under him and there were times when we would enter into meetings that would be very contentious. You know, there were lots of sides and positions and one of the things that he always did in those meetings was he'd go up to the front of the room and on the whiteboard, he'd draw a pennant and he'd, he'd write the word amnesty on the pennant. And what that meant was that within that meeting, you could say or do anything as long as you did it professionally. He wanted you to be an advocate for your clients. He wanted, he wanted to make the best decisions. And he knew that the only way to do that was to get everybody's uh, attitude and position established in that room and at the table and out out there on the table for discussion. And as we all left that, as the decision was made and we had input in it, even if it didn't go our way, we certainly had more information about why it didn't go our way than we entered in with. Um, This great leadership, and I've I've used that pennant example, not only in my own leadership, but also in teaching leadership and and people throughout the United States are used on that now 
Um, so there are things like that that I think are just great examples of of times where I've learned from great leaders in, in my past. And uh, and you kind of become a, a studier of it, right? I mean, I, I love to read books on leadership, and there are hundreds of them out there. Um, it's It's great. Hey, that is a great question, and it reminds me, I haven't asked you guys yet. Uh, typically, for readers or in our listeners and our fans, we always love to talk about uh, reading and what people are reading. And I didn't get a chance to ask you guys. So uh, I'm going to throw it out there uh, and, and ask you guys, what are you guys reading right now? Well, I'll, I'll kick it off, Mark, if that's all right. So I just sure. began, and hopefully you consider audiobook as reading. Yes. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not reading. Others <laughs> do a lot longer walks and, um, you know, list, listening to things. So I'm listening to a book called True North. Um, it's about authentic leadership by a gentleman named Bill George. So I happen to live in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And there's a little company here called Medtronic uh, that's in the medical device industry. And they, you know, started in a garage and grew to a large multinational organization. And and uh, Bill George was a, was a key part of that. And it really talks to um, a lot with leading with your heart and leading with passion and being able to you know, be an effective listener and have that true north objective. And that really aligns with who we are here at Profound. So that's that's uh, my current uh, business book that I'm reading. Outstanding. Great one. That's a great book. Mark, put you on I the spot. Have, I usually have about four books that I'm reading. I just finished a novel called The Hate You Give. Um, but I, I've just picked up a book called, I think it's American Character, uh, written by, it's actually a political read, written by a guy named Colin Woodward, um, who I think is is a Portland, Oregon uh, journalist, and really a fascinating book that talks about sort of the difference in theories uh, about, you know, the individual and individualist attitude in America versus the collective good. And how, you know, there, there, there's this tension between the two, but how you really need both. So it's a, it's a good read. Gosh, I love that. This list keeps getting better every time I ask. <laughs> uh, I'm actually reading uh, Get the Life You Want by Richard Bandler. Um, and Richard Bandler is uh, really, he's kind of the, the father of NLP. Um, so it's really impactful to people. Uh, and, uh, I'm an NLP practitioner. I, I'm, I've learned from Dr. Matt. It's just a phenomenal way of being able to phrase the words that you use and help people to deliver, uh, really good messages to them. And it kind of, and, and in leadership, it's really important to be able to influence people. So, uh, this is a great place for us. We're going to usually, we take a break right in the middle of the show. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And then we'll be right back. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. Earn your Pro-FM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org slash evolution. Okay, we're back. (laughs) That was quick. All right, guys. So I want to go ahead and continue with this. Um, we're talking about leadership here on our live sponsorship with Pro FMI. And I am, uh, you know, not everyone is in a leadership role. Well, I should say not everyone thinks they're in a leadership role. Um, it's been my experience that you can lead from any role you are in. But for those who are 
new to leadership or new to managing people or even not even in management roles, uh, even if you're, you guys have technicians in your FM staff, um, what do you guys feel that they can do to kind of show management that they are leadership material? I'll take a first shot at this. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that followership, followership is a first part of leadership. Um, so being a good follower, and regardless of where you are in the organization, you're going to be following somebody, right? Um, even the CEO has the board of directors that they're responsible to. So that's that's a first key to it. And understanding followership, which is whole study in and of itself, is huge. Um, but some of the things that I really, really seek for and, and look for in folks um, and expect of folks is things like uh, basically taking initiative, right? Um, feeling the confidence and comfort that, that we give them by empowering them and allowing them to excel. Uh, so I, I also really am a firm believer in a term called positive confrontation. So if you don't believe that something's going in the right direction to be able to, in a positive way, confront that and, and address it, um, you know, I think just showing interest and, and, uh, and, and growing with others, seeking mentors, those are all things. Um, but almost always folks have the ability to lead a project, to lead a team. Even even uh, if they're leading from the bottom up, so as leaders, we have to think about things in a 360 degree uh, mode, right? We're leading up, we're leading to our peers, and we're definitely leading to those around us. Uh, the first first two of those are obviously available to everybody: leading your peers and leading above. So, uh, I think there are great opportunities there. I totally agree. Excellent, Randy. What do you think, sir? Yeah, I, I think Mark hit on it really well. And I, I think it's our responsibility as leaders to develop um, leadership and all and all our all the individuals that we have responsibility to uh, to help, right? And um, I think what I always look for is as Mark talked about is initiative and willingness to take responsibility, willing willingness to own and own issues and own uncomfortable issues. Um, th- that can be very difficult uh, to do at times. And and then um, Take that responsibility on and, and, and own that and not point outward, but um, understand that, you know, it starts with me um, and I'm going to help influence people around me. So, um, again, complex topic and we could spend a lot of time on, but one of the most satisfying topics. Right. So how do we how do we develop people? How do we move that the human capital equation forward? So, um, yeah, so that's what I that's what those are my thoughts around that. I love that. And you know what? Uh, I know because I'm, I'm starting the pro FMI series here and, uh, and, and going through the certification progress uh, process. And uh, one of the things I know is that you guys have a, a business management module in leadership. Is this correct? That's correct, right? Yep, that, that's correct. It's, it's an important part of the program. And I, I touched a little bit on it earlier in that, um, in a lot of cases, facility management and folks that, that manage the built environment in the workplace, it's viewed as, you know, a technical discipline. In reality, um, this is the people business. Facilities folks are in the people business. And business management is such a key part of that. So facility managers are business managers and leaders in that industry. And um, really, the uh, the leadership component of that is a very important part. So developing culture and developing those those leadership skills, coupled with you know financial um, financial responsibilities and, and all the things you do as a business manager um, across our program, 
you'll find that nothing stands alone. So, you know, leadership is a, is a topic you can dig into and learn about, but there's so many inputs and outputs to that. You know, there's, there's technical things that need to be considered. There's soft things that need to be considered. Um, so the way the program is developed and delivered is that it considers all that. And it, it presents that to you in an integrated fashion. So you make the best decision for your organization going forward. So, yeah, very, very important functional area within um, the Pro-FM credential program. Yeah, I mean, I when we started doing leadership series here, I, I just knew that it was going to be a good content for people because everyone uh, is leading from someplace, you know. And But I also know that, um, not all FMs are really into leadership, but I, you know, and so Mark is going to ask you if you could explain, uh, in, in a couple of words, why facility managers have to be leaders. I'd love to kind of get your take on it. Sure. Well, I think it goes beyond just the facility manager. I think frankly, most folks in, in the FM world, um, your frontline leaders, I, I, I'll go back to, uh, <laughs> Again, some training that started at Office of Physical Plant back in the early 90s called Frontline Leadership, which was a Zenger Miller product. And uh, the, the vision of our leadership at the time was that anybody who is interacting with a customer needs to have specific leadership skills in order to positively and, and effectively serve that client. And uh, so that, that was a program that I was lucky enough to be asked to be a facilitator for. Um, but I'm, I felt honored and, uh, quite honestly, the difference it made in our organization at the time, I thought it was huge. Um, you know, so it kind of aligned the, the thinking and the why we're, we do specific things. So, um, but I, there's no doubt in my mind that leaders, that there, there's specific leadership that is required in the FM world. Um, and the leaders themselves need to provide good vision and direction. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, there's no question to me how much of a mark that good leaders can leave on your life and, and vice versa. <laughs> you know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, we remember the bad ones, but the, but the good ones, they, they can really change your life. Um, and there's a lot of different trains of thought on, you know, on leadership and different leadership theories and how things can be done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real big on, on, on servant leadership. I, I really like to be able to, to help people and, and help them help other people. And, and I think that's a great way to lead with serving and serving others as a focus. I know that's core for our, our company here. Um, but uh, Mark, what in your, our, um, in your FM leadership, uh, uh, knowledge, what it would be another theory that you've, you've come across. Let me, let me give a shout out to your theory. I believe very strongly in servant leadership. Um, but I also, I, I very much believe in Hersey and Blanchard's vision of um, basically situational leadership that you need to look at the follower in order to determine how best to lead that follower and that it changes um, and it'll change through their career, how they're led. Uh, so I'm a firm believer in that. I think, you know, within Pro-FM, which covers an awful lot of these leadership theories, uh, and I've taught on most of them um, over the years, I think action, action-centered action leadership is the one that they really focus as the one that's best suited for facility management. And I, and I get that. I understand it. Um, 
So I think I think it's a good one. Uh, I'm going to have to check out that one by Hershey. I, I, that sounds uh, it sounds actually very can you know it sounds like it would work well with <laughs> with the server leadership too as well. Uh, but uh, you mentioned uh, another uh, type of leadership there, Randy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I, what was Mark saying there? Yeah, Mark, um, you, you might want to hop in and explain that. I and, um, sure. Well, as far as the the situational leadership, yeah, yeah. So situational leadership basically means that you have to, even though you have a leadership style that you're most comfortable with, you have to be able to flex in your leadership style to adjust to the people that you're you're leading at the time. And so you might have some folks that are really really good at what they do and. So you might be a more delegative leader with those folks. Uh, there might be folks that need authoritative leadership, right? If they're brand new to an organization, you've got to you've got to tell them what to do, how to do it. So you need to to lead them much differently than somebody who's long in the tooth and maybe know their their job better than you do. I mean, I, I, through through leadership, you also ultimately I think grow to a position where you're leading people that know more about what they're doing than you do. Um, but you still have to be able to lead them effectively and lead the organization effectively. And situational leadership, just through the whole spectrum of, of, uh, of options of how people are led, you need to tailor your leadership to them. Um, you know, the, the other one that I think is, uh, is really earmarked and targeted for ProFM is the action-centered leadership, which is what the model that ProFM really, really dictates. And in that leadership model, and I think it's because FM is such a team-based organization and very task-oriented, you're really establishing uh, good direction for those teams and also good processes for them to follow in order to achieve. So that action-oriented, you know, action-based is is a leadership style that really works well for FM. Got it. Thank you. you. Kind of drill down, Sean, on current situation, right? So this is the opportunity or the folks in the built environment for the FM to really step up and be that leader and, and lead us to the other side of it. There's a lot of optimism right now, right, with um, rollouts of vaccines and, you know, optimism of getting back to the office and op- optimism of opening up. I know out there in California, you're opening, you're opening back up a little bit and uh, we're all anxious for that. But, but this is the opportunity, right? Yeah. This is the opportunity for the FM to really step up and be that leader. And you got to kind of meet people where they are right now. You got to kind of meet them there and, and help them understand that we're going to get you back there safely and it's going to be effective and you're going to be more productive here going forward when we get you back to some form of in-office, whether that be hybrid or full-time in-office or you know kind of a mix of. Um, and, and, you know, create that flexibility, but meet them where they're at and, and, um, and understand them and listen and be empathetic to them and then move things forward. So it's a great opportunity, um, for us to really lead a lead, lead the world through this. Um, you know, Mark and his organization is doing a great job of that, um, through the Penn state FEI. So. Yeah, I mean, if I could just go to the movies again. <laughs> We're so locked down here in California. Uh, if we could just be Texas. So, <laughs> well, we're not there quite yet, but we're going to get there. And and I, I agree with what you're saying, that uh, FM has a tremendous opportunity uh, and really kind of responsibility and obligation to kind of step up and lead and, 
And, uh, you know, I think a lot about that is, is having the right culture and creating the right culture in FM. Um, you know, uh, I would love to kind of, at, especially at Penn State, I'd love to hear a little bit about what your, your FM culture is there, Mark, if you could tell us. Sure. Well, I can tell you within our own organization, one of the things that I really strive to do is establish and maintain trust. You know, I'm a firm believer in the best place to work model where trust is the center key component to success. And um, trust is one of those things that is not that easy to build, uh, certainly almost impossible to fix after it's been broken. So uh, it needs to be maintained. And, and with that, Trust really is relationships with people, uh, and I so I I firmly believe in that as a, as a way to maintain culture. Um, it's not just asking questions, but it's listening effectively, listening to those questions, um, understanding your employees where they are and where they where they want to go. Uh, we've recently at PSFEI initiated a focus on people initiative where we're interviewing our staff just so that the top leaders in the organization can understand what the goals and objectives are long-term for our employees and then be a part of it, right? We can, we can then uh, grow and assist them. And so I think those are some things that help to build a positive culture, but um, I think the culture really comes down to how people respond to it. And you can diagnose a lot of things when they aren't going wrong. You can diagnose problems with culture. Um, so, you know, I think that when people love what they do and when they're empowered to do it well and given the freedom to do it well, uh, they can really excel and, and make your organization excel. If, uh, if the culture is based on fear, if they're afraid, if they're, you know, duck and cover, um, maybe, maybe won't even tell you the truth. Uh, that's, that's not the kind of culture you'll want to establish. So, but it all comes down to trust and trust is how, how you respond when people do the right thing and how you respond when they do the wrong thing. Uh, people are going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And, um, but, but always, always maintain the self-esteem of the other person. And that's just key. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing what a leader can do to set the culture on a company and, and really, it comes from the top down. I, it really does. Um, and then people kind of jumping in and, 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 and learning about the culture and believing the culture is, it depends on that leader and how he really um, uses that trust. And, and you know, it's funny. I've always, uh, I've worked for several different people and some of the leaders I work for, uh, I, you know, they blow up when people make mistakes and it's just, it's damaging, man. And then I've, I've worked for others that you, uh, I've seen people go in scared to death and they come out, you know, happy, even though they crashed the car, you know? <laughs> so it's just one of those things that happen and, you know, really good leaders, they, they do exactly that. They set the culture, they take time, they listen, they ask questions, they're thoughtful. They, you know, there's, there's so much that goes into making a great leader. Um, I don't know. It's, Randy, what do you have? What do you have to say about it? What do you think? Yeah, the only thing I would add to what Mark said is is really transparency. So transparency around information. So you know, there, there's there's good and bad. It <laughs> happens all the time. Um, it's best just to, to effectively communicate that to your team and help them understand where you're at and and, and understand that um, help them understand that you're a human being 
and you also have your own flaws and faults. And, you know, we, I think three of us would like to think we're perfect. Um, <laughs> you two might be, I'm not. No. <laughs> so I think um, just being a human being to, to the people that you manage, um, it goes a long ways to make you an effective leader. And then just being transparent around the information. And, and candidly, my team has helped me understand that. My team has helped me become a better leader by just saying, hey, can you, you know, here's how you can change. You know, they showed leadership to me and said, here's how you can change your style to make us more effective. So, um, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, you know, it's real, it's interesting. And I, I'd love to hear Mark's been put on the, uh, if you have a really, like Mark says, if you have good trust with your team, they will tell you. And if you're open to listen, it may not be what you want to hear, <laughs> but there are definitely things like uh, that we need to realize as leaders that, um, you know, we have weaknesses. And so we, uh, as long as we're, we're real about that and, 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 you know, it takes a good leader to, to take that criticism and, and, and use it and, and become a better leader and help the team. That's great. Mark, you were going to say something and I cut you off. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but oh. um, just to, just to follow on what Randy was saying, I think that it, at some point your team understands that you've got their back, but it turns around the other way as well, yeah. where your team has your back. And, you know, Randy mentioned about having his team support him and make him a better leader. Well, I've had my team actually support me and 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 keep me out of trouble from time to time. You know, there are times when I make mistakes, but if if they're bold enough to stand up and say, look, I think you're, you're making a mistake here. It's helpful. And that's what we need. We need organizations that are robust and supportive. You know, it needs to be more of a, of everybody with their, their arm to the wheel moving in the same direction. And, um, but then also the freedom to, to accept and and take that criticism. So uh, it's, it's huge. It makes us all better. And to maybe just double down on it a little bit, um, if you ask your team for help, they typically step up and do that. So sometimes you just have to ask, right? And that's part of being, you know, I think a really good empathetic leader is just saying, hey, I need help with this. Um, and, you know, my team over and over and over steps up. They do. When Anytime I ask for help, they step up and they, they take care of it. So I love that. You know, having a great team is, it's definitely, um, I think, one of the best things about being a leader. But there are times when <laughs> there are conflict, and there are times when things go wrong. And um, you know, I think being able to manage that conflict is important. Uh, and especially in FM, when there's so many moving parts and so many things come up. And you know what? We're under a tremendous amount of pressure uh, when things go wrong because there's so many people that are dependent upon. Uh, you know, FM to, to make it right. Um, so I, Mark, is, have you ever had opportunity to deal with conflict resolution? Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely, <laughs> um, you know, and it's a part of life. It, it definitely is a part of life. It's a part of the FM world. Um, you know, I think that, that some of the things that really help is to reduce the emotion, right? People get, get very tense in in conflict and it, conflict is not a bad thing. Conflict can be a very, very positive thing. Uh, you just have to see it for that. And, you know, I'm going to go back to some Zenger Miller basic principles that I think are huge for conflict resolution. 
And it really, a lot of them stem from, from supporting the person that's sitting across the table who, or, or folks that are in the conflict or have dispute, um, make sure that there's not, that, that you're focusing on the actual issue or situation and not the person, right? People shouldn't feel attacked and, and shouldn't get defensive. They might get defensive around their position around an issue, but they shouldn't get defensive or feel like they need to be defensive because they're being attacked. So that's, that's huge. You know, you need to maintain that self-esteem of the other person um, and work towards that. Um, I think it helps to have relationships with people that you have conflict with. If you have something that, that you're going into it, knowing that uh, I, we have a, a, a person in our office who taught me something, which is a, a phrase called believe the best, which, which basically means that instead of always thinking the worst about somebody, always think that their motive is from coming from the best that they're, and, and if you believe the best in, in whoever you're negotiating with or, or trying to resolve the conflict with, I think you're going to get to a better place, right? You can get to that win-win. And um, so it's huge, but, but conflict doesn't go away and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be managed and, and it needs to be managed, frankly, in a positive way, you know, identify it, be very clear. I think, it helps to sometimes even practice or think about the conversation, think about reactions, think about, um, you know, what you might face in that situation and, uh, and just deal with it head on. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to wrap up. I got one or two questions left here. Uh, and I think I want to wrap up with one question that makes, uh, can kind of drive this all home. I think that the three of us can agree that leaders are made and not born. Some have natural talent to be leaders, but for the most part, it's a learned skill. And um, to become an effective and successful leader, you need to do what? <laughs> what, would, what would be your best piece of advice, Mark? Well, I think there are a couple. One is if, if you're interested in a topic, we have books out there to learn and read about. But the thing that I think is, is best in this is to have find and have somebody that you trust as a mentor. And as things go well, you know, sometimes review them, but particularly when things don't go well, if you have a situation that is not, not going the way that you want or, or you, you were trying to lead through it, but it just didn't go the direction that you wanted um, or that you were expecting, have somebody help to diagnose that with you and go over it with you. It's huge uh, to, to get other people's perspective in this. And there are folks that I still continue to, to touch base with and, and even call. Um, when I've got a situation and it's helpful. It's helpful to talk over situations with others and uh, you grow in your leadership. You know, you might not always follow their, their leadership advice, but, uh, but they, you have a lot of leaders out there and you know, everybody knows leaders who they can contact and, and, uh, and get information from. So I think that's, that's how I, how I learn <laughs> and others, others will learn. So. I love that. And I think that is super relevant. Having a mentor, having a partner uh, is one of the best ways of learning to become a, a good leader. I always kind of, I, I, I heard this comment and it blew my mind. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, is a, undoubtedly a great leader, but also uh, we all know him to uh, be this, this huge bodybuilder. He's one of the biggest men in the world at the time. And, and you know, and, and he attributed all his success to, a partner, training partner. And that's what happened because he said, this little guy, he pushed me and, you know, 
I love it. I can't do Arnold's accent. If I wish I could, I wish I could, because right now it'd be great. But he'd say, you know, this little guy would, he would push me and, and, and dare me to, to, you know, to lift weight. And, and, and that's what it took to drive him to success. And, uh, and, and I think that that's a great point. We all need someone to help, to, uh, to help drive us into, and, and, and a mentor is a great, is a really great way of doing that. Randy, what's your final thoughts for the show here? Yeah, I, I uh, completely agree with the mentor. So in January, Sean, we had uh, Stormy Friday on, right? So if I ever need <laughs> some great advice some, from somebody in this industry, I can make a call. And um, so I would say that, number one. And number two, the individual that I report to out of my organization, she's fantastic. And when there's bumps in the road, she, you know, her advice normally is, okay, you got like 24 hours to feel really sorry for yourself. And then we're <laughs> going to move on because the door is going to reopen here, my friend. So, and she's great just listening to me and, and helping me through some of those things. So, you know, I think that that's a, that's a key component. And then the last thing I would say is if you can remove emotion from some of the discussions, and that's very difficult you know, I'm from uh, the emotionalist part of the United States, the Midwest, where we don't show any emotion at all. I happen to be one of those that do. And, um, you know, things used to affect me very negatively. The ups and downs used to affect me very negatively. And I've learned to manage that. And I've learned to, to kind of work through that and rely back on some technical side, some data to make better decisions kind of going forward and then wrap that up with good communication skills. So this is a fantastic topic that we could go on. We could go on, (laughs) right? And it's so fun um, to get everybody's perspective. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thank you guys. Randy, thank you so much for sponsoring our live show. And Mark, thank you so much for coming on and providing some great advice for FMs. Uh, it's been a wonderful show. I can't wait to, to have this hit the air, uh, for all those who are watching at home on YouTube. Hey, do not forget to hit subscribe, ring little bell to get the notifications. And then if you're on your favorite podcast platform, leave us a, a comment. We'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear what you want to hear on these shows. And uh, from everyone here at FM Evolution, thank you guys. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org slash evolution.